You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, May the 26th of 2021. I am your host for the show, the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we are brought to you by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, but be sure to call him Sully every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for the daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. I was on there last week. New host of Locked On Cubs, Joe Kilgallen, is on there today. Um, Cardinals going to win. And I was actually at the game, for those of you who weren't following along with me on Twitter. So I got to experience that. So that was super fun. But before I do go any further, I want to tell you, make sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. Excuse me, at LO underscore Cards. No, excuse me again. The Gmail or the email is lockedoncards at gmail.com. So one more time, LO underscore Cardinals is the Twitter and Instagram handle, while the email is lockedoncards at gmail.com. And again, my personal Twitter, LJFastball. So be sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast as well and tell your smart device to play. Locked on Cardinals. And we get to talk about a fun one, and a little bit. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the general thing of a of a whole recap. I'm gonna highlight a part of the order, and I am gonna talk about pitching staff. Um, but but first, let, let's talk about the elephant in the room, uh, and and that was what Joe West did. For those of you who haven't watched yet, I just got back um, recording this as I get back, so recording this at about 7:30 p.m. Central Time. Just got back from Chicago. I uh, did a Locked On Now video posted at Twitter. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, look it up. And what happened was Giovanni Gallegos comes in with two on in the seventh inning. Yeah, seventh inning, one out. And apparently, according to Joe West, Dan, Dan Bellino actually says, hey, there, there's something on Giovanni Gallegos' cap. And Joe West says, okay, you're right. This is, again, this is apparently to what Joe West said, and I'll share uh, his, his quote in just a moment. He said, okay, Gio got to change hats because there was, it, there was definitely some dark marks on it. I'll give him that. And Mike Schilt comes out, apparently seems to offer <laughs> Gio his hat as a joke and proceeds to get absolutely heated and tossed. And here's what Jeff Jones, or here's what Joe West had to say about the situation. Um, so Jeff Jones asked two initiatives, and this is all via text. There's no audio of this. So, uh, bear with me. Jeff Jones on Twitter at, at JM Jones, uh, asked two initiative the investigation of the hat. Joe West says, quote, the second base umpire Bellino, rather than get into a confrontation after the fact and put the picture in jeopardy, I decided to make him remove the hat so he doesn't do anything with an illegal substance on his hat. All I asked him was to change the hat. I don't think he had any problem with it. He said it was sunscreen. When Mike got upset about it, I don't think he really knew what we were doing. I was just trying to keep the pitcher in the game, end quote. Jones says, was Gallegos not ejected because he had thrown a pitch with a hat on? And Joe West says, quote, we didn't let him put himself in jeopardy. We did that as a defensive mechanism for everybody. We want the players to play the game. We don't want anybody to be accused of cheating or any stuff of that nature. So it was smarter to just remove the cap than to let him pitch and have somebody come out and complain. 
And then Jones says, why was Schilt ejected? Because he started using profanity and screaming and he just got upset. The whole point of this is we're trying to protect his pitcher and he got ejected. Uh, end quote. And he goes on to say that the hat was confiscated and will go to the league office in New York. Um, and they, they will look at that and investigate that. Mike Schilt was upset. He was upset on the field. I was confused. I was on the first baseline. I was confused. Mike Schilt ended up saying this, and there's a whole nine-minute audio clip, which is the first five minutes of it that Bally Sports Midwest posted is just Schilt ranting. But this is basically the quotes, and again, this is also according to Jeff Jones on Twitter, but the quotes that I also wanted to share were this. Schilt said, this is baseball's dirty little secret, and it's the wrong time and wrong area to expose it. I got a decent chance of being fined, um, but guys darn it, it's for the integrity of the game. He says, Schultz says, Gio wears the same hat all year. Hat, hats accrue dirt and sunscreen. Um, there are people not even trying to hide hide cheating and flipping the bird to the league for using concocted substances. Schultz went on to say, um, it felt like a setup, to be honest with you. So again, there's a whole clip of it. It's Schultz basically saying, why then? Why now? Why not go after everybody? And it's it's just bizarre. MLB said at the beginning of this year, we're going to crack down on foreign substances. This is going to be our thing that we're going to go after. And it seems like they, they confiscated a couple of Trevor Bowers balls. It seems like it's gotten worse this year after the MLB said we're going to look for it. There are tons of pictures and video evidence of other guys doing some suspicious things and having markers on their hat. Craig Kimball had some dirt on his hat or something on his hat when he pitched against the Cardinals over the weekend. Why didn't they confiscate his hat? John Means, not in his no-hitter, but there are images earlier in the year of him going to his glove at a certain spot every single time. Why not him? And again, I'm not trying to accuse anybody of cheating, but there's there's, there's just something wrong with, with, with the way that was handled. I don't understand it. It, it was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm give credit to Joe West, and again, I might get some heat for that, but credit to Joe West for doing it before the pitch happens so he doesn't eject Gallegos. But come on, is that really the situation to, to nitpick? And Gallegos even called it sunscreen. That it wasn't even a foreign substance. It was just sunscreen that he put on his hands, and then as he goes to his hat and does those all of, goes to his mouth, all this stuff, that, that's what the dirt was accrued according to Mike Schilt. But Gallegos said it was sunscreen. Flaherty wasn't happening with it on Twitter. John Gant said it was, quote, BS. Uh, wasn't in the dugout when that happened, but said it was BS. That's all I wanted to say about it. And it's just, I agree with Mike Schilt, it's the wrong time. And baseball does have a problem. Baseball has an absolute problem when it comes to that. Um, so it, it just doesn't, it, it, baseball has a problem when it comes to foreign substances because it's being used. And Mike Schultz said, and a lot of hitters will probably tell you, that they don't mind pitchers using it to get the grip um, on the ball. They just don't like it whenever they use a substance to make the ball move funny. They, they, they don't mind it whenever it's just getting the grip because they don't want to get hit. But baseball is a problem because you know Mike Schultz said that the data is there. Spin rates are up in a lot of guys' careers that shouldn't be up. Velocity is up. Pitches are moving more often than they used to. And yeah, a lot of that has to do with better mechanics, better coaches, better athletes, better anything, but something also has to do with some illegal substances. Baseball has a problem. You know, last year, the home runs were up big time. So they said, all right, we're going to deaden the baseball. Deadening the baseball plus better pitching plus illegal substances equals what you're having this year. Career low 
historic low batting averages and minimal offense. And again, we're only in May. Maybe these things will get back up, but they're not going to get back up to where they're going to be normal. They might be normal from here on out, but you still had this month and a half of, of extremely low. So it's just really, really unfortunate that Joe West had to do it at this time. And, you know, like, like I said, it's got to start somewhere. Maybe you could make that argument, but, you know, and again, it's just unfortunate that it did happen to the Cardinals. And Gallegos was pretty much a big FU to Joe West and goes on and strikes out the next two hitters. New hat, no new problems for Giovanni Gallegos. So I'll talk about the bullpen in just a moment as well as John Gant. So again, I'm not going to do a full recap like I normally do. I'll hit on Gant, touch on the bullpen in the next segment, and then also want to talk about the the abysmalness that is the Cardinal offense right now. But again, I don't want players cheating. I don't want pitchers using a ton of foreign substances. If they want to use it to get their grip and if, um, and if MLB wants to regulate it, that's something else. But it was just unfortunate. But again... Looks like Gallegos didn't didn't need whatever was on his hat because he went out and struck out the two in that inning and went on to pitch pretty darn well. Um, so, so that's all I want to say on that. Uh, again, just a weird weird incident. Joe West always in the um, always in the thick of things. It seems like so. Next segment, continue to talk about Giovanni Gallegos, Genesis Cabrera, and Alex Reyes, the big three of the bullpen. Because I would put some heavy stock in those three if I could. But regular stocks, regular investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy because they have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can help you create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in a matter of minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market each and every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even hope lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. All you need is $500 to get started. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Once again, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. Right before this episode uh, started for me, I went to my cabinet and I got the last Built Bar that I had. Because Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the limited Occasional limited time flavor. And my favorite is double chocolate. Sadly, I was out of that, but I had some mint brownie. The other flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Again, my favorite is double chocolate, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, that's okay. Get yourself a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors and find your favorite. They're covered 100% in chocolate, but they're still incredibly healthy. Most flavors have 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, while others have just a tick more. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
in a time where the Cardinal bullpen has been struggling. Uh, the big three came in today and shut down the Chicago White Sox. A combined four innings of work between Cabrera, Gallegos, and Reyes. And just one hit allowed, two walks, and six of the nine. Six punch-outs by those three, and uh, six of the nine for Cardinal pitching staffs. And it was just pretty much straight dominance by those big three. And those big three have been pitching, you know, I call them the big three for a reason. They've been the three best, the three most, the three only dependent bullpen arms that you can have on this team. To be quite honest with you, and it's 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 unfortunate that the depth isn't there where I thought it was going to be. I still think it can be there. I just think guys are struggling. Um, but it, it's just it's just unfortunate that the depth isn't there. But let's talk about these big three because holy cow, have these three really been lifesavers for this pitching staff? Henesis Cabrera. Um, this is according to Fangraphs, and this was updated this morning, so it's a touch behind. Um, not exactly updated all the way, but coming into play today, it's still pretty updated now. Coming into play today, Cabrera had 23 and a third innings, 27.7% strikeout rate, an ERA of 1.93. That has been lowered to 1.86 with the scoreless outing today. Field and independent pitching of 2.88, war of 0.4. Coming into today, Giovanni Gallegos, 27 and a third innings pitch, 30.7% strikeout rate. Um, a FIP of 2.34, an ERA of 198. His ERA been lowered to 1.86 with the scoreless outing. And then the big closer, Alex Reyes, coming in with 25 innings pitched, 31.8% of a strikeout rate for Reyes. Uh, his ERA at a minuscule, and I mean minuscule, 0.72, and that has been lowered to. 0.69. Again, the strikeout rate for for Reyes at a solid 31.8%. The walk rate is 20.6%, so that's not good for Reyes, but we'll talk about that another day. Those three have really been lifesavers for this St. Louis bullpen, and it, it to me, it was kind of odd that Schilt used all three today. I would have thought that, you know, maybe he saved um, saved one, maybe go to Helsley a little bit in the ninth, especially with a full-run lead. Um you know, because Reyes didn't get credit for a save with non-save situation. Maybe you save him for so you at least have one of your big guns uh, tomorrow against again Arizona might not be the um, powerhouse of Chicago, but you're still going to need bullpen to get outs, and uh, the relievers have not shown really a great ability to get outs because you know. So again, going into today's strikeout rate, the top three were Reyes, Cabrera, Reyes, Gallegos, and Cabrera all probably went up, and then the next closest was Ryan Helsley, who's Seven percent, but down from Genesis Cabrera. The top three FIPs um, of anybody is actually Tyler Webb. Or sorry, that, that that's the highest. I want the lowest. Excuse me. Gallegos, Cabrera, and Reyes. Oviedo's got mixed in there, but of anybody with more than one one game out of the bullpen among the Cardinal relievers, the next closest FIP is Helsley, who's almost zero point. four three behind Reyes. So really, the the rest of the bullpen isn't that close. To those big three. Reyes, Cabrera, and Gallegos. Not enough good things can be said about them. Because like I said in a time with the Cardinal bullpen. When Tyler Webb is mightily struggling. Helsley's been hit or miss. Cody Whitley has been struggling the last week. Ponce de Leon will have his outings here and there. But he's been struggling. Junior Fernandez pitched well yesterday. But he's overall been struggling. You have a lot of guys in this bullpen struggling. 
these guys have been a godsend. And, you know, you, you don't want to burn them out. You don't want to use them too much too often. And you also, you, you might not know what you're going to get from them the rest of the year. They might not pitch this well the rest of the year. So enjoy it while, they, while you have it. But those three have been incredible. And John Gant was okay today. He wasn't terrible. Left a couple pitches up. He went five innings for his final line, five hits. Walked three, so again, a little bit of a high walk total. Not as highest by any touch of the imagination. Did strike out three. He credited with the win. His ERA drops to 1.81. So if you just go on by ERA, that, that's pretty fantastic. But again, um, the walk rate is really what, what you're concerned with when you're talking about John Gant, especially as, as a starter. Uh, his walk percentage is the highest among any Cardinal starter with a start this season at 15.8%. Um, his fielding independent pitching is 4.13 compared to his ERA, like I said, of 1.81. So big difference there. And John Gant, you know, like I said, I'm not going to complain about five shutout innings. Um, but if you're going to average four or five innings a start, then that's where you start to complain. Um but again, he, he got the job done today, pitched five shutout effective innings, and really matched zeros with Carlos Rodon, who got a tough luck loss today, gave up one hit, six innings, struck out ten Cardinals. Uh, but again, got credited with the loss because of that Tommy Emmon bomb. And boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what. There wasn't a lot of offense today for either squad. There were 11 total hits today. Cardinals had two errors defensively as well. One of them... Uh, by Gant on a throw, so that's you know it's a pitcher or whatever, and then Moroff had a throw, and then a blown tag as well. But again, not a lot of offense today. Cardinals actually got out hit six to five, um, but it wasn't just a lack of hits; it was the lack of quality at bats. Is what was a real struggle for me, especially, especially, especially in the bottom portion of that lineup. But again, just to finish the note on the pitching, again to rebound uh, after giving up eight runs yesterday. Um, this, this was a really quality win for St. Louis. And, you know, there were fans that were kind of yelling back and forth behind me of, oh, you got your asses kicked um, at, at the north side and the south side. They had a couple beverages in them, and they, you know, didn't realize that we didn't actually go to the north side, and they were kind of bragging that they still took the series. And, yeah, Sox still took the series. Congratulations. Took two out of three. Not taking anything away. Not trying to take anything away. Um, but, you know, the Cardinals played well. They outpitched Chicago today, and that's really what came down to. Because uh, neither team hit super well. I mean, Nick Madrigal had three of the six hits for Chicago. The other two hits coming in the eight and nine spots. Garcia had one, and Mendick had one. Uh, Jose Abreu also had a hit. But, so, but still, not a lot of offense, like I said, for either squad. Cardinals outpitch. When, when, when the Cardinals outpitch a team, they're going to win nine times out of ten. When the Cardinals have a solid day on the mound, it's hard to beat them. Because when they have solid days on the mound, they have solid days on the mound. Five walks a little high. Nine strikeouts not as high. The one column that matters is the runs. Cardinals gave up zero. White Sox gave up four. When I come back, we'll be talking about the, for lack of a better word, abysmal, atrocious, awful, putrid bottom third of the Cardinal lineup today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We're almost at the one-third mark, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. 
Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Not just Major League Baseball, but you got the NBA playoffs. You got the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. You've even got your UFC MMA action on this thing. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you get that 50% welcome bonus? Well, you get it the promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. That promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Was I a little harsh to this bottom third of the Cardinal lineup with my little rant there before the ad break? No. Because Lane Thomas, Max Moroff, and Justin Williams. And again, I know that these guys are all human. They all do this. But let's just look at the stats. 0 for 4, 0 for 4, 0 for 4. Three strikeouts, four strikeouts, two strikeouts. Justin Williams made hard contact in his last at-bat. Good for him. That's great. Wonderful. Line out. Something to work on. But 0 for 12 and 9 strikeouts from 7 through 9. Wow. I know none of these guys are regulars, Max Moroff in particular. But that just can't happen. Thomas is hitting a buck 07. His OPS is 350. Max Moroff in a little bit less time is hitting a 063. His OPS is a buck 25. Justin Williams, 162, his OPS is 520. And I know they're not all regulars. They're not, they have not all the same playing time. Lane Thomas only has 28 at-bats, but he's 3 for 28. Does have an RBI, but 3 for 28 is the ending result. Same thing with Moroff. Only 16 at-bats. Okay, he's 1 for 16. Justin Williams, we've seen, we've seen plenty of him to gauge him. He's got 105 at-bats, and he's got just 17 hits. Three home runs, nine RBIs. Great. He's three for his last 26, four for his last 36, and 10 for his last 69. I understand that give it time, Cardinals will get healthy, O'Neill will be back, Bader hopefully back within a week and a half. But even then, do you want these guys being your power off the bench? You want Justin Williams, Lane Thomas, or Max Moroff up with one on second base and two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning? Down by one. Pitcher spot due up. And again, you could argue, well, Matt Carpenter's on the bench. Yeah, that's great. Is he the best bench player? Do you want him to be the best bench player? John Nagowski. Great. Where has he been the entire year? I don't know what it is. This guy lit it up. Lit it up in spring training. He's on the active roster. He can. I know he doesn't. He isn't gonna. He shouldn't start over Goldie or play more than Goldie. But he can play the outfield. You had a chance to DH him this series. A man that hit so good in spring training has 14, 14 at bats this year. He was eleven for thirty three. That's a three thirty three batting average in spring. Two home runs, 12 RBI. He walked nine times, only struck out three times. 
I mean, wh- why doesn't he get a pinch hit opportunity now and then? He's got 14 at-bats this year. One for 14. Okay. I'm not saying that he's proven it in the major leagues, but maybe you want to give him a start instead of Lane Thomas or him a start instead of Justin Williams just for a game. And now we're going back to the NL where we're not going to have the DH. That's a different discussion. But I just don't understand it because, you know, I, I was kind of hesitant on the Albert Pujols thing. I really was. Uh, maybe, ooh, I don't know, should the Cardinals sign him or could they not? You know, he's filling out a bench role right now in 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 Los Angeles. It's exactly what he done would have done in St. Louis. And again, he uh, is playing a little bit more in Los Angeles than previously thought because of injury. But in seven games there, he's at least got a home run fire of RBIs. Throwing five hits there, 217. But again, that 217 and that 250 slugging, or 250 on base, 348 slugging, OPS of 598 are all higher than what I just mentioned. Well, the players I just mentioned, I should say. You know, maybe signing Albert wouldn't have been such a bad idea. I mean, again, hindsight's 2020, all that stuff. I'm not trying to bash in the front office because at this point they, they just need to move on and see what move they can make next. But this team, yes, needs to get healthy, sure. But this team needs some improvement because this team, this offense, even at full capacity, Bader, O'Neal, and you assume DeYoung gets put back at shortstop, the way they're playing right now is not a playoff team. And again, it's only May. It's only May. I get that. But we're almost in June. We're moving right along. The season's moving pretty quickly. So I just think that this offense is not going to cut it. And you can make an argument that even Bader isn't going to cut it. Maybe you make a move for a center fielder. Who knows? I mean, get rid of Bader. Who knows? I mean, there, there are tons of different ways to go about this. But they need a bench presence. I would argue that you use Paul DeYoung as trade bait because Amundo Sosa is lighting it up right now. I'm of the state of mind that he should not be benched when Paul DeYoung comes back. I think he's played that well. I really, really do. And again, I, I think that for most of these guys, it's just a rut. I don't, I don't think Lane Thomas is a capable major league outfielder. I think Justin Williams could be a bench bat that the Cardinals need if he's performing at his highest, which he's been nowhere close to the entire year. I don't think Max Moroff is a major league player, even on the bench. But I think Amudo Sosa might be. So of these players that are playing right now, Sosa should keep his starting job. But this offense right now is just looking abysmal. I mean, again, you could look into so many stats, that, any stat that you wanted to look into. I, and, again, the Cardinals, stat, Cardinals offense is just not performing. Let's let's just keep it simple. Let's look at the final score of the last seven games. Let's just go back a week. You know what? No, we'll we'll go one more further. We'll go the last ten games, because in the last ten games, St. Louis is four and six. The run differential is down to just plus six. So let's go with the last ten games of what the Cardinals have scored, including today, including today. Cardinals scored four runs today. Four. Solid. Not too bad. Didn't hit well, but scored four runs. Scored three yesterday. 
Scored one on Monday. Scored one on Sunday. Scored two on Saturday. Three last Friday. Scored eight and five on Tuesday and Wednesday. Solid outings against the Pirates. Three and three on last Sunday and Saturday. So again, let's go through that again. Let's add up. Going back to the 15th of May. Three against the Padres. Three against the Padres. Five against the Pirates. Five against or eight against the Pirates. Three against the Cubs. Two against the Cubs. One against the Cubs. One against the White Sox. Three against the White Sox. Four. 33 runs over 10 games is 3.3 runs a game. That's not going to get it done. This offense needs a boost, needs a change, needs an addition, needs something. They need to get healthy is what they need to do, first and foremost. When this offense gets healthy, they need to weather the storm. The Dodgers right now out in L.A. are not healthy, and they're weathering the storm just fine. Cardinals need to weather the storm a little bit better than they are right now. I had a great time at the game today. I really did. Got to keep score, go to the game with my brother, live sporting event. Great. That offense was a pain to watch. I'm sorry to end it off on a negative note, but that's what we're going to do today. Cardinals do win 4 nothing. You know, we're not going to do that today. Cardinals win 4 nothing. Woohoo. Salvage a game. Now let's, they're flying out to Arizona. Tomorrow's show will be a crossover with Millard St. Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks, so be sure to listen to that. Be sure to listen to the Locked On Today podcast. On Wednesday, they're talking LeBron James and the Lakers. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to email the show with any questions that you have, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Until I talk to you again tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.